Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station. Hello there, and thank you for joining us live episode of Going Ringside. We are here at Brothers Patty Shack in St. John's County in Rural Golf Village to a pretty boisterous crowd, I assume, a pretty boisterous So uh, this is a special live episode. We're doing this. Uh, Judd, if you could pan the camera left, I want to show these folks off to the great Northeast Florida residents who we all have here. We're here uh, for a special episode of Going Ringside live on News for Jacks. News for Jacks Plus and the News for Jacks YouTube channel. If you're not familiar with what Going Ringside is, we're a weekly wrestling show affiliated with the Channel 4, the only TV station in America to do a weekly TV show on the world of pro wrestling. There's not enough of that in 2024. Uh, and so we are glad to be partnered here today with a great partner in this world of wrestling, particularly in this portion of Florida where we're at, that would be River City Wrestling Con. And if you're not familiar with the River City Wrestling Con, it is the annual event that has become a juggernaut in the world of professional wrestling, bringing the biggest names in the world of wrestling on the planet to our little dot on the map in Northeast Florida. And I say Northeast Florida because I don't say Jacksonville anymore because the location this year for River City Wrestling Con 2024 has changed. Historically, it has been in downtown Jacksonville. But looking for a better fan experience, a larger venue to fit more people in, to bring in bigger stars, they decided to come down here to World Golf Village for the big event on June 8th and June 9th. And that is what we are here to discuss tonight about the big River City Wrestling Con event, which is already announced the major guest. And I want to get to why you're watching right now to know the biggest guest we're going to have already there have been huge guests named for River City Wrestling Con coming to St. John's County on June 8th and 9th. That would be a guy who I think is as big as anyone, Mick Foley. Any Mick Foley fans out there? Uh, and, and not to be outdone, another Hall of Famer. Uh, does anyone remember Lita? Any Lita fans out there? So Lita's going to be there. In addition to Lita, we also have on the on the horizon, Al Snow will be coming. Head, 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 head. And uh, let's not forget old Sean Waltman. You know him as X-Pac or Six-Pac back in his NWO days. Uh, so Sean Waltman will also be here. Um, but that's not all. In a little before 8 o'clock, we are going to be announcing the two major headliners, global household names, we are going to be announcing here a little later in the show. But we got a lot with bringing this major show to St. John's County. And I want to talk about who we have on the horizon. One of the, hey, let me check real in real time. Do we have working audio guys? Are you hearing us okay? Just making sure that our audio is good? Okay. Um, so one of the guys we're gonna talk to is, and I'm gonna save the best for last, but one of the guys we're gonna talk to is Nick Patay in a little bit. 
Nick Vitae is the 25-year-old founder, I can't believe he did this so young, of River City Wrestling Con. He started this when he was only an FSCJ student. When I was a college student, I wasn't planning major events like this. Nick, not yet. We're going to bring you up in a bit. I want to go through the, our list of talkers. Um, so Nick will be joining us. He's been doing this pro wrestling event since 2019. And in real time, I'm going to continue. Our audio is good, and our viewers at home are seeing us okay. Good. Uh, also, we're going to hear from Low Key, a trailblazer of independent wrestling. First ever Ring of Honor champion, performed in most wrestling major promotions, WWE, TNA, MLW, multi-time world champion, acts as one of the wrestling coordinators for River City Wrestling Con. He's also a trainer in pro wrestling and martial arts. And another guy who you probably know, they know him all over the world, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, we're excited to have with us tonight. He's best known for his time in NXT as part of the Undisputed Era, along guys, alongside guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, as well as a standalone tag team with Kyle, known as Red Dragon. He's a proficient martial artist and pro wrestler, undefeated in professional boxing and former educator. And I didn't know this, he's currently serving as a coach in DDP Yoga. DDP Yoga, we've talked a lot about on the show, helping guys we've had on the show like Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, Mark Marrow, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and others. Another well-known wrestler, a local icon, John Davis, will be joining us shortly. Born and raised in Jacksonville, best known for his time in Ring of Honor, part of the tag team Dark City Fight Club, Evolve, and Dragon Gate USA. Former NWA tag team champion, Frequently performs in Jacksonville-based promotion USWA and is a wrestling coordinator for River City Wrestling Con. And a thing on John, he gave me my first body slam ever about two hours ago. My back still hurts. <laughs> At a uh, new wrestling school, Hatchet Pro Wrestling, which is going to be opening up. We might ask him about that. In St. John's County, the first wrestling school in Northeast Florida set to open next week. So I kind of want to talk about that because that's another big headline going on out there. We're also going to be uh, t speaking to Tiny, and I should have checked this, Tanaley. If I got the last wrong, I want to confirm it when you come up here. Uh, Two-time medal-winning freestyle wrestling state champion, currently trained by Loki, a rising women's wrestling star. And Travis Akers, a local official who I'm familiar with, former intelligence officer for NAS Jacksonville, currently running for, uh, he's involved in politics, he's currently assist River City Wrestling Con with Community Outreach, a lifetime wrestling fan. And you notice I overlooked one name because I wanted to save him for last. The Hall of Famer is in the house. Holla if you hear me. Teddy Long is here. Teddy, do you mind coming up? Teddy! The Teddy Long, the guy who has been with us uh, in the wrestling world since the 1980s. Holla if you hear me. Teddy, pick a microphone. It's all yours. Let's turn that. Let's turn Teddy's microphone on. They'll, they'll, Are we ready? Yeah, we got it. All right. How's everybody doing? Well, that ain't good enough. Let me get a holla, holla, holla! I said holla, holla, holla! Well, that's good enough. Now you don't have to go one-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker! 
So, Teddy, what have you been up to? Tell the fans what you've been up to in these recent years. Well, uh, as everybody knows, I'm semi-retired. I still have a Legends deal with WWE, so I go back whenever they want me to come and do something. But other than that, I'm out doing Comic-Cons, meet and greets, and a whole lot of stuff, and uh, just enjoying the rest of my life, and uh, enjoying sleeping in my own bed every night at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Teddy, you were telling me that sometimes when WWE calls, you gotta go. Well, yeah, they pay me. <laughs> yeah. I got to go. Well, Teddy, we're so excited to have you here. You've been here a lot of years. You've done these a number of times. These wrestling conventions are kind of a great, a great thing to do in your semi-retirement, as you say. Well, you know, as long as you can keep getting the dollar, then you get the dollar. Because the dollar dollar make you holla holla. It's just that simple. And Teddy, uh, we want to talk about a lot, and we're going to bring you back in a little while to do the big unveiling of the major stars. But uh, one thing you mentioned that we were talking about earlier, and you mentioned his name, The Undertaker. One of your longest friends in this industry. What has it been like to be part of Mark Calloway's life for the last 35 years? Well, it's been great. Uh, for a lot of you people that don't know, you know, I've managed him before he was ever The Undertaker. Uh, he was mean Mark Callis. And also, I had the opportunity to work with him when I had the team called the Skyscrapers. Uh, Sid Vicious, he got hurt, and then uh, Taker had to come in and take his place. So I've known Taker for many, many years, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. He's like the locker room captain, always looked out for everybody. And so, you know, what an honor it is to be a part of Undertaker's journey. And Teddy, you, you talk about your old NWA WCW days as a rep and a manager, but you became the top dog in WWE for many years. How did that happen? Well, I don't know. You have to ask God. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You know, all I know is God is good, and thank you very much. And not only that, I thank y'all, because if it hadn't been for any all of y'all, then I would have never been where I am today. So thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you, Teddy. We're going to bring you back up in a little while to do our grand unveiling. All right. Well, you better bring me back, or it might be a tag team match for you, oh, player. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Teddy. So uh, that is the marquee guy that everyone's been in the back getting autographs for, Teddy Long, the former SmackDown general manager. I want to say he might have been Raw GM. Trying to remember, he did Raw as well. Uh, so Teddy, a great guy, and who has been at River City Wrestling Con a lot of times over the years. But I want to talk about what this River City Wrestling Con is. It was founded by a guy who I honestly, and I want to ask him about this right now. I think is too young to be doing something this huge, but he still pulled it off. That would be Nick Pate, the founder of River City Wrestling Con. Nick, why don't you come up and talk to us a little about this process of bringing, of making one of the largest pro wrestling events in the country and how you did it. Come on over. Grab yourself a microphone. Thank you. Well, they're saying thank you. How did, so what has fascinated me about you and your story is when I first talked to you on the phone, I didn't know who you were. You, we would talk. I knew you were the guy who organized it. And then you're like, I'm like, so what are you? And I'm thinking you're 45 and have been doing this forever. You're like, no, I'm in college. You're just a kid in his 20s, and you're pulling all this off. How does that happen? You know, I originally started off, I had a student group at FSCJ, Florida State College of Jacksonville, and they tasked me with building their first ever Comic-Con for the campus. And naturally, I thought to include wrestling, because I grew up watching it, as well as many of you have. And... Um, USWA, who's sitting over here, they helped me get in touch with uh, John Davis, who will be on later today, and Leva Bates. And we had 
probably the highest attendance student event of that year. And a lot of it was people who didn't watch wrestling in a while or didn't know what wrestling was. And once they interacted with the stars, they started to see how it could be such an entertaining thing to enjoy. And let me make sure you guys are hearing my, I just switched out mics. I want to make sure everyone hears at home. So talk to me about this started in Jacksonville. How did it, and I want to get to the St. John's County coming here to World Golf Village in a moment, but how did it start in Jacksonville over at the fairgrounds? Well, I got the opportunity um, to run my own show, just seeing how successful the one at uh, FSCJ was. And um, I know that Jacksonville has numerous uh, comic cons that run annually, but I wanted to do something different, so I figured to celebrate the genre of wrestling, because that hasn't been done before in the state of Florida. We don't have our own wrestling convention. So, uh, oddly enough, the first guy to confirm to it was Jake the Snake, because I just sent him an email, and I was like praying that night, like, I hope he responds. I hope we get Jake the Snake Roberts, and he yeah. was the first guy, and then from then on, it just became what it is today. How did, and I, it's fascinated for me, like, if I'm sitting thinking of myself as a 22-year-old college kid, I'm not going to write Jake the Snake Roberts and agree to him to come multiple states to hang out with me, and then it's, it's Kevin Nash, it's the NWO, uh, it's all these other huge stars that we've seen, uh, Devon Dudley last year, we saw Ken Shamrock, all these greats, uh, Britt Baker, DDS, how do you bring them all in, how are you able to attract them? A lot of it's just based on the reputation of the show, and over time, as Jacksonville has become more of a hot spot for wrestling, a lot of them enjoy coming to the area. Some of them even, you know, reside close to Jacksonville or around Florida. And uh, you know, Jacksonville kind of has this mythos as a city, just because of the cultural significance of the area. So a lot of them just come to just see what it's like and hang out with their friends all weekend. I gotta ask because it's the elephant in the room, and I don't want to overlook it. The fact that. Jacksonville got AEW, do you think that helped? I think in some ways it has because a lot of the stars got a chance to wrestle there occasionally or even signed on, but they, they became so familiar with the area that it was just easy to attract them through. So you spend years at Jacksonville Fairgrounds, which is pretty dated, I gotta honest. Yeah, I mean, they're in the process of physically moving the fair out of there. And you pulled me aside last year and you said, yeah, this just isn't set up great for us. I, I want to look at a new location. And then two months later, you're messaging me, we got a new location. Talk to me about the transition here to St. John's County. Right, so we knew after the, not, the, not this last show, but the show before, the year we had Bret Hart, uh, we knew that we were coming close to capacity for that venue. And after this year, it was kind of the, the point that we knew from arranging the show, the crowd that we got, and just logistically that... Uh, the, that the Jacksonville Fairgrounds can no longer be our home. But um, I, I think I've told you the story before too, but um, I think during COVID, the, uh, the convention center across from us uh, reached out to us looking for events to run. And I, I literally, I sent them one email and everybody responded within an hour. I got to meet with everybody that I needed to in one room at the same time. And that's where he set the plan to move it to St. Augustine. So talk to me about the new venue of people can, because it's not just people from Northeast Florida. You guys get people from all over the country and maybe the world who come to this. Talk to me about the fan experience they can expect if they come this year in June versus what they've seen in years past. Well, I think the biggest thing is that we have a bigger space. It's a much nicer space. Uh, St. John's County has been incredible to us in the transition so far. Um, we're going to be expecting much bigger names than the previous year. And there's going to be a, a, a lot of other interactive activities that we're adding to 2024's event that are going to be announced very soon. So uh, talk to me about who we have so far. I talked a little, a little about them at the beginning of the show. 
we're going to do our major announcement, viewers at home, in a little while. But there's already been some big announcements so far. Talk to me about who's on the roster this year to come. Of course. So uh, most recently, we announced that uh, Amy Lita DeMoss is going to be joining us this year. It'll She's about as big a name as it gets, yeah. Right, one of the biggest women in wrestling of all time. Uh, and of course, Mick Foley's gonna be making a return. Yeah, when you said Mick Foley, and you said, oh, I got these headliners for the big event, and then you release Mick Foley, I'm like, how is he not a major headliner? He's one of the greatest of all time. So we're very excited to see Mick. Of course, and, uh, and we got Al Snow coming on too, his first time attending. Head, 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 head. It still goes, it still works. Al Snow, and he's doing uh, the show on Netflix he has been recently. Right, they got, uh, they got wrestlers on Netflix uh, that released this fall. It got a huge ovation. Uh, it kind of rejuvenated OVW. There, there, there's a lot of traction behind not only him, but the stars of OVW. Um, and then of course we have, uh, Sean Waltman, otherwise X-Pac, otherwise Six, yep. he's coming in. Uh, he was, as we mentioned before, he was one of the first headliners for the convention. Yeah, he came in with NWO, and he was, is he going to come in more as a Xbox DX, or is he going to come as Six-Pac NWO? It's, it's funny, because the first year he came, he had uh, gear that was split in half. That was NWO and DX. So. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. Oh, yes. that's outstanding. So, uh, Sean, and, and talk to me about what the fan experience is like. So when I was here, I didn't know what I would get because I hadn't been as a, you know, fully involved in this world like going ringside is now. What is it like when the fans come and they go in and talk to these people? They're very approachable. Oh, yes. Like uh, you're, each year we feature Q&A panels. This year we're going to have even more Q&As where people can interact with the wrestlers. Uh, Al Snow's actually going to do a comedy show on the Friday night that VIP pass holders get free entry to. Um, so we're looking to get more experiences like that going because interacting with the wrestlers is a key part of what makes this event different from others. And so if people want to come, what's the nitty gritty of what they need to know? Time, date, tickets, all that jazz. Of course, so the event is June 8th and 9th. It's a weekend, uh, weekend event. Uh, tickets are available at uh, rivercitywrestlingcon.com, and they can uh, find all the latest updates by subscribing to our email list and also watching our socials, Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, and TikTok. And, and while we are going to do that major announcement in a little while of the two big headliners, there will probably be more to come in the months to come that will learn. Yeah, we have, we're anticipating at least 80 to 100 wrestlers will be joining us this year. 80 to 100? Is that more than last year? Uh, it's, about on, it's about on par. That's a lot. That is a lot. So it sounds like the fans are quite excited. And, and do you, is your fan base just Jacksonville, or do you get people from all over who come to this? Uh, it's, it's slowly becoming 50-50. I did uh, analytics recently, and about 40% of last year's audience traveled from 150 miles or greater to attend. So we're expecting that to be closer to 50-50. Well, Nick, it was, a it was a pleasure talking to you again about this and what we can expect this year. Um, I'm still fascinated how you do this so young. Uh, I'm still fascinated by that. But Nick, thank you very much. And I want to get on to our next guest tonight, a guy you might recognize from his... Yes, it is awesome. Uh, so he's performed in WWE. TNA, MLW, multi-time champion. Let's hear it for Low Key.
Loki, thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So uh, you're one of the kind of the coordinators who makes this happen, but I, I don't want to get to that just yet because I'd be overlooking all the other stuff you're known for. Uh, what are you up to right now? What's life like? Well, right now, I'm on the later stages of my career, but it doesn't mean I'm done just yet. I actually, I'm preparing the new generation, which is the gentlemen and the women standing in the back, all black and redded out. So yeah, this is I the noticed next that. So of I didn't know who they were. Way. So these are. Would they mind coming up? All right. Let's bring them up. So these are some of the wrestlers you're training right now. Yes, sir. So what? Talk to me about how this process works. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are the students of my pro control system training. Christian Purser, who's a native here of Jacksonville. Adam Vale, native of Colorado. Persia Pierce, she's from DeLand, but represents the Netherlands. Brian Atomic, representing Puerto Rico. Tiny Tannelly, my double champion, alongside Persia Pierce. These are my queens of combat. And then Tone Felix. This is my, my football killer over here. This is your new generation coming up behind me. So this is a new generation to keep your eyes out for. And we're going to talk to uh, Tiny in a little bit, so we'll bring her back up. All right, thank you. Uh, actually, Tiny, 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 why don't you hang out with us for a bit? We'll talk in a little bit. But first, Loki and Tiny, you can hold the microphone. Great. Loki, talk to me a little about your career. I mean, it's been from MLW to WW, you've been everywhere. How did it start for you? Talk to me about some of the high points. Well, for me, it, pro wrestling began pretty much like the rest of you, at home, watching with my family. I was raised to watch wrestling with my father. He was the one who got my cousin and I into wrestling while we were kids. While, when we became teenagers, we began training for pro wrestling. So I've been active in this my entire life but physically active in this since my teens. And because of this background that I have, a military family, uh, soldier blood, martial artist my entire life, I treat pro wrestling as my martial art. This is what took me out of New York, out of all the bad areas, and took me around the world for some really out of this world experience that hopefully one day everyone can experience for themselves. What I was able to do was create history. I'm the first Ring of Honor champion. I'm the first match in TNA history. I'm the first or the second longest reigning champion in uh, Zero One in Japan. I'm the first American to conquer all four Japanese wrestling television companies. I'm the first American to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship three times, let alone being the first Latino to do that. I'm the longest, I'm the most competitive MLW champion including being the smallest out of the entire pedigree of champions, but I had the longest undefeated streak at 15 years. My pedigree is world-class, but it's world-class because I care enough about what I do to do my best. Favorite matches, favorite feuds of all time for you? Well, see, favorite matches, favorite feuds, that's difficult because I treat every opponent as someone different. No one is the same because everyone has different skill sets and different traits. So I never really uh, treat well, my let, matches. Well, let's, uh, let's ask differently. Not favorite, but one that stands out in your mind. Well, the one that stands out in my mind above all else is my debut of The Professional, which was 2013. I'm in front of 40,000 people in the Tokyo Dome, and that's when I debut the shirt and tie. Now, that was actually a silent protest because they were trying to strong-arm me 
after I put my foot down about not going to wrestle in Fukushima. Fukushima is the location in Japan that was damaged by the nuclear disaster from in 2011, yes, from, yeah. from the, the tsunami that hit. So the environment was irradiated, but I protested and said I wouldn't go to protect the safety of the Americans. What they told me to do was be quiet. They didn't want me to warn the Americans. They didn't want me to warn or, or try to protect the staff and the roster. They told me to be quiet. So I only had one more match under contract left with them after that moment, which was the Tokyo Dome. So my final match for New Japan Pro Wrestling was the debut of the shirt and tie as the hitman, but it was my silent protest to let them know I'm the professional, not you. So don't ever think you're gonna try to buy me like a whore. That's not gonna happen. There's too many people who've gone on in this profession that have allowed this to happen, which is the reason why the women are treated as poorly as they are, but that's the reason I've been standing out for 25 years. I'm the only one who's maintained his position this entire time. And you've kept it. You've kept it. It's still here. Yes, sir. That's 2013. This is 10, 11 years later. Yes, sir. And the thing is, after I left, that gave rise to the others that came after me in Japan, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. I got nothing personal against them, but those guys are not on my level. They're not? No, they're not on Kenny my level. Kenny Omega is not on your level? Nope, because those guys are for sale. I'm not. That's the big difference. I know how to conquer everything in that ring with or without money because I know how to do this the right way. Cody Rhodes is for sale? Most certainly. Okay, just asking. That million-dollar smile says it all. Well, I want to move it closer to home from Japan and okay. this event here. Yes. Why you've wrestled all over the world? Mm -hmm. How would you categorize Northeast Florida as a wrestling area? How would I categorize the Northeast wrestling? Northeast Florida, this this region, mm -hmm. as far as wrestling territories go. You've been all over the world, you've wrestled everywhere. Mm -hmm. It seems to really be growing in this area. Well, you have to understand that there's a pre-existing history in Florida for professional wrestling. Florida Championship Wrestling, you got the past with Dusty Rhodes, yep. and a lot of uh, multi-generational families from the past. Currently, it's not the same environment as it once was. You're not seeing the same level of crafted skill. You're not seeing that same level because what you're seeing is a lot more of that social media hype being pushed out in front of you and being pushed into the ring, whereas the individuals who are supposed to be in the ring are not matured yet. They're not highly skilled to the degree of which is needed for them to be at the level that they currently are. So a lot of the people you're currently seeing on TV are actually not properly trained to be at that level. That includes AEW, that includes WWE. And the reason I can say that is because I have more experience than most of their rosters, including some of their teachers. So I'm coming from a point of information and knowledge, not a point of opinion. This is not a personal opinion. This is coming from just a professional standpoint we should be doing a lot better than we are. What you're seeing from AEW should be doing exponentially better than they actually are. And what you're seeing a lot of right now is a lot of arrogant behavior being rewarded, but the problem is they're setting themselves up for failure later because of that arrogance. 
I want to bring in the lady sitting next to you, Tiny Tenali, two-time medal-winning freestyle wrestling state champion, currently trained by Loki right here, rising women's wrestling star. Tiny, you were on the opposite end of the mentor sitting next to you. You were new to this. Talk to me about your journey and where you are at right now. Well, uh, my journey has been really good so far. I mean, there's always things and obstacles that you have to go through. I started at a different school, but once I got with Loki, I felt like it just made everything make more sense. Like everything clicked a lot better. I was able to hone in into my past wrestling experience, my championships. I also wrestled in college. And all of that definitely helped boost what I was doing. But without Loki, it was hard to get it to like clash in the right way together and really make it come out in an aggressive, real way. Listening to what he just said, would you figure that you were as well-trained as most any woman wrestler coming up in the indies out there? Oh, I'm not scared. Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the women's wrestlers out there, you're willing to take on whoever comes in front of you? I will take, you can zoom in. I will take on anybody who comes my way. And where can people find you? Where will they see you? And where do you hope to be as the years go by? Talk to me about your plans. Well, as the years go by, you know, you want to be at the highest level there is. Um, it's always a respect thing with me, too, because I don't want to be, like, seen as somebody, like he said, that's bought, you know? So as long as I can do it in a respectful way, at the top, 100%. But um, what was the rest of the question? Well, where would you like to go in, you know, five years from now? Where do you five see yourself? Five years from now? Um, for me, I feel like the best women's division right now would be at Impact. You like him. You mm -hmm. think the Impact, and I've heard a lot about the women's division mm -hmm. in Impact. Anyone you would like to face? Do you, do you have uh, any names well, in I mind? I mean, the champion, of course, Jordan Grace. <laughs> yeah. So you're ready to go straight to the top. Where are, and I'm sorry, I didn't even ask at the beginning, where are you guys training? Where's your primary area that you train right now? We train in Oviedo. Oh. We train, sorry. Yeah. We train in Oviedo. Oh, so, so you're right up the road from here, mm -hmm. not far at all. And uh, I see all the people that you are with right now. Uh, so these are some of the top stars that we're going to be seeing in coming years. Yes, they'll be, they'll be joining us at River City Wrestling Con this year. Um, they've been a part of the previous River City Wrestle Con. Um, I try to have my students available in all kinds of availabilities to help assist in the navigation, the operation, the technical execution of these events. You know, they're <clears throat> I'm teaching them multi-dimensional uh, professionalism. This is not a game to us because this is an everyday thing, but us caring this much about what we're doing is for us to put on a great event for all of you. So this is why I do what I do for them. And Tiny, did I say it right, Tanali? No. I'm sorry, this is what I wanted to go and say your name right for me. It's Tiny Tanali. Ah, okay, and what's your finishing move? German suplex. Don't put me in that, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tiny Loki, thank you very much for coming on and talking to us today. Nice to meet you, thank you. Thank That's you, the future right there. Don't be surprised if you see her popping up on your TV quite soon. Um, so I wanna talk to some more, and another wrestler who has been all over the world and back, and he has been a, a regular here at River City Wrestling Con. I was a, blessed to talk to him last year, and he's one of these headliners signing autographs in the other room. And I want to bring him on now, and I hope he can hear me. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, are you here? Bobby Fish, while he comes up, here's his background. 
NXT in the Undisputed Era. He was part of Red Dragon with Kyle. He's a martial artist, a pro wrestler. He's undefeated. Bobby, let me bring you in over here. Oh, don't give me, don't take away my notes. Bobby, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Am I, am I sitting down you here? You can sit down I, if you can. You're on my court. I'm much shorter when I sit down. I, 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 I understand. Yeah. Uh, I get a booster. We got a booster seat back there. So, Bobby, um, talk to me about what you're doing right I didn't know this when I was looking at my notes. You're currently involved with uh, DDP Yoga right now? Is that right? Is that yeah. Accurate? Yeah. So, um, I had ACL surgery in 2018, and um, I started out, I was kind of, um, like, stuck in a bed. Yeah. And uh, I had just moved to Florida, so... Um, DDP yoga meets people where they are. So if you are stuck in a bed, there's a, a program modification that allows you to do something. So just to break up the monotony of, of life at that point, I started there. And then you progress to a chair and then so on and so forth. And, you know, now we're talking four or five years later. And um, I just I haven't turned my back on it since. Um, and my body feels amazing. And uh, as a result of, of focusing on the mobility aspect of things because it was neglected for you know, a number of years. And does Dallas, is he the one who works with you? Does he have a team now? Because I'm assuming it's grown over the years. Yeah, it's huge. It, it's huge. Um, there's a certification process and all that stuff. Um, I've worked with Dallas. Uh, I've worked with Hayden, who is his lead instructor. And... Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about it. And if you just search on YouTube, DDP Yoga, the amount of things that will come up for you, um, they're just beyond inspiring. The way that he's met people where they are and then brought them to a better place. Um, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about the man and, and this program that was never supposed to be. Like, he wouldn't take no for an answer. He made it happen. Everything that DDP Yoga is, is, is self-made. So I want to, first off, find where are you at right now? Kind of what's going on beyond the yoga? Kind of what's going on in your world right now? Um, I'm doing some wrestling. Uh, I'm still doing martial arts, I, but I'll never not do martial arts. Um, mm -hmm. I've been teaching some yoga, which is the, the, the newest thing, uh, finding how much I love that. Um, I've been coaching some CrossFit, which is something I used to do before I, I moved to Florida. And um, so now I'm just, I'm really in this place where at this point I, I, I want to give back. I want to um, help people just, I, I love seeing the light bulb go off in people's heads sometimes when they, uh, they draw a conclusion to something that like I had the benefit of having that experience in my life at some point. And well, I, love I wanted to get your opinion on some things because a lot of people wonder. You yeah. know the wrestling world as well as everyone. You've, you've been all over the place. Yeah. What's your thought on the current status of the wrestling world right now? I mean, the headlines are um, you've got TNA, you've got AEW doing their thing, WWE's doing its thing post-merger. What are your thoughts on where the industry's at right now? I think the industry as a whole is in a very healthy place. Um, having more places to work and more options is never a bad thing. I think if people could pull back a little bit on some of the criticism and, and some of the following of 
just the dirt. Because at the end of the day, like, if we are all fans of the industry and we love the industry, we want the industry to be healthy, the more places and the more options there are, the healthier the industry is. And it's human nature to be tribal. Um, great book, by the way, Tri uh, Tribe oh, by okay. Sebastian Younger. I have not heard of it. I'm, uh, uh, great, I read it. Great okay. book. But it's human nature to be tribal, to want to pick teams. Um, you know, uh, Raiders, Chiefs, Democrats, Republicans. It's just, it's in our DNA. But when it comes to pro wrestling, if you love pro wrestling, like, you can watch AEW, you can watch WWE. Yeah. Uh, hell, Impact, or n now uh, it's TNA, right? I, I think, think it's TNA now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they've got a ton of momentum. Like, there's sure. nothing wrong with just loving wrestling period like i am a martial artist i'll be a martial artist until the day i leave this planet um it's just who i am you know if you're a wrestling fan like there's nothing that says you gotta like only loki and you can't like bobby fish um i mean it yeah it, it you you um you do yourself a disservice in my opinion. One, one thing I want to ask you about, because I think we're roughly the same age, and so you grew up in a lot of the 80s and 90s like I did. Yes, sir. So I'm officially 151 years old. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. Okay. I am. So there is a lot of talk of the back and forth. Punk goes to WWE. Adam Copeland goes to AEW. That's followed a lot. Does that matter? Does it, does it mean something? It matters in that guys have places to go to work where they can get a paycheck. Somebody is signing that paycheck and that they can pay their bills doing this thing that we all love to do and that you guys love to watch us do. And we are living charmed lives having the ability to do it and to see the things that we get to see and to go the places that we get to go. I mean, I'm a kid from upstate New York, so if somebody told me when I was, you know, 10 years old that I'd have made 80 some odd trips to Japan, I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. And that, you know, I sit here today as, a, as an adult and, and know that, yeah, I've, I've done that. I want to get your opinion on, on another big thing that may be a reality for wrestling that no one really talks about. It's possible in the next few years we could be living in a wrestling world without a McMahon. Talk to me about your thoughts on that. Do you think that's a possibility, and, and what do you think that does to the industry? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it is, it's hard to imagine a wrestling world with no uh, influence of, of that name at all. Um, yeah. I don't know that, I think it would take potentially a lifetime for the influence itself to be completely extinguished. Yeah. Um, as far as the <clears throat> human presence, um, yeah, I, it's above, you know, above my pay grade for somebody to I decide understand. that. But, but um, you watch as a fan like the rest of us. I do. Um, I just, I, you know, I, I'll say this. I don't think long-term storytelling ever gets old. I think there will always be a place for it. So whoever 
is the last man standing as the the best long-term storyteller they win the game, in my opinion. Well, I don't want to overlook the thing we're sitting in front of, River City Wrestling Con. <laughs> you probably do a lot of these conventions, go to a lot of things. How would you categorize this one? It's in a new venue this year. I mean, is it, talk to me about the fan experience and your experience going to it over the years. I did it uh, last year in Jacksonville, yeah. and I couldn't wait to sign on to come back this year. Um, it just it had enough going on in in, it was like controlled chaos. So in, in the most beautiful way, which is pretty much what pro wrestling is, you know, like uh, I, I myself, I've done other things, of course, growing up and whatever, but what I now think of pro wrestling as more than anything else is spinning plates, spinning lots and lots of plates yeah. because you are, you're asked to do so many things all at the same time, so you need to learn to multitask. And I would say, as as a microcosm, River City Wrestling, uh, the Wrestle WrestleCon last year, was similar in that there was a wrestling show going on in the um, middle, and then there were signing uh, signing tables all around it, and then back away from the crowd. But then some were like dangerously close to the crowd, yeah. and then you had. Um, guys like Don Fry, right? Was Don Fry there? Um, Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Uh, Dan Severn was there. Yeah, Brian Yeah, Danielson. so you yeah. had people that were outside of wrestling, inside of wrestling. Um, and then the fans, which, I mean, you guys are the essential portion of this. If not, it's just a bunch of grown men were standing around in what amount to underpants and were just kind of looking at each other, which... It's just weird, so. Yeah, <laughs> which is how my kids refer to it when they say dad <laughs> likes that wrestling thing. So as far as your interaction with fans and wrestlers' interaction with fans, they're so good at it compared to other celebrities I've seen. It's why people like Dwayne Johnson and John Cena do so well, because they can still talk to fans. Is that learned as you do it? Is that just something that comes natural for wrestlers or some more standoffish? I think it depends on the person, um, and it, it depends on also where that person is in their own life. Like, I know I, I will speak only for myself, but at this point in my life, um, I can say wholeheartedly, like, um, that is more interesting to me than some of the other parts of it that maybe got me motivated years ago. Like, the fan interaction and being able to give back even if it's to like younger talent and to help people um sometimes it's just it's just nice to know that like you helped somebody have a good day yeah like if something you said to them like hey i like your shoes i you know i don't know i mean that that to me um it has a different meaning today and maybe it's my age and my kids and you know my wife i don't know but it has a different meaning to me. A diff it, it lands on me in a different way today than it did years ago. Well, Bobby Fish, thank you so much yeah. for coming, making the trip. All right. And we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you all. Bobby Fish, ladies Appreciate and gentlemen. You, sir. Nice to see you. Thank, thank you, Bobby. And we are not done with the wrestling stars of the area. And I want to talk to a guy who literally body slammed me about two hours ago. 
And I'll tell you, if you've never been body slammed in a wrestling ring, I had not. It hurts. Do you describe the experience? Before you realize it, you're upside down, and before you realize you're upside down, your back hurts real bad. So uh, I want to talk about John Davis, who is that guy. Local wrestling icon, born and raised in Jacksonville, best known for his time in the Ring of Honor, part of the Dark City Fight Club, Evolve, and Dragon Gate USA. Former NWA tag team champion, frequently performs in Jacksonville-based promotion USWA and is a live wrestling coordinator for River City Wrestling Con alongside Low Key. John Davis, come on out. Thank you, sir. Here you are. My back still hurts, my back still hurts. You did good, you did good. I'll get by, I'll get by. Uh, are we allowed to talk about the new school? Absolutely. Okay, I, I don't wanna bury the headline uh, before we get to the other stuff. There is a new pro wrestling school opening this week in St. John's County, Florida, in the St. Augustine area. Tell me all about it. Uh, so that's Hatchet Pro Wrestling. Uh, myself, Dexter Loomis. You know what? I got somebody in the back. Tom. So yeah. uh, you know that's him as Bram, Tom Latimer. Come on. Tom Latimer, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, let's scoot him, scoot him, he can come on. We got another mic. Here you go, Tom. Thank you. So, um, Dexter and I have been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. And not to pander, but the people in the First Coast have been some of the most passionate wrestling fans that I've ever been around, and I've been all around the world. And I feel like you guys deserve a place, if you want to be wrestlers, to wrestle. Just like I feel like you guys deserve something like the Wrestling Con because you guys are so passionate about what we do. So this is our way to say thank you. These are the two coaches right here. So talk to me about the school, what people should know. Oh, we're, we're super excited. I don't think there's anything like this in the area. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, if you want to be a wrestler, this is the place to be. And we are the people, including Dexter Loomis, we're the people that you want to come learn from. So we're excited to have you spread the word, let everybody know that we're here in St. Augustine. And it's Hatchet Pro Wrestling. The school open, I think, the 23rd, I think, is the date, which is next week. Uh, so that's very exciting. But I want to talk to you a little about the wrestling local. You say it's one of the more passionate areas in the country, and you've wrestled all over the country. Why does it do well here? So speaking of passion, y'all can hear me, right? So, give them an example of how loud you guys can get. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, pro wrestling has a deep history in this area. Jacksonville, the old Coliseum, Don Curtis. Uh, everybody used to come through here from NWA, WWF. As a kid, that's what I wanted to see. Uh, but the, the passion of the people is what brings everybody back. We're all fans. He started out as a fan, I started as a fan, Key, Bobby Fish, Teddy, we were all fans when we got started in this. And that's kind of what is bringing everything around and keeping us doing what we do. And again, it's very important that everybody gets, gets to see that. And like I said, for the wrestling con, it started off something small, this little thing that yeah. they called us about. And they, hey, I went and met with Nick and there was a few people there and we had this little panel. and. Now look at what we're doing. Sure. And this is just the preview. This isn't even the real thing. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So um, one thing I want to ask about is you're kind of the wrestling coordinator for the event. Is that right? 
So there is actual wrestling there. It's not just the fan event. Talk to me about the wrestling board of it. So we're going to have people that are, are working all around the country. It's not just people from here. Um, we work with United States Wrestling Alliance, USWA. Um, you guys have been shouted out, right? Shout out to Ellen Brandy, yeah, yeah. USWA. Uh, but we work with them, and we bring in talent from all around the country. You're going to see people from the Northeast, from the South, from the Midwest, people that were on TV, people that are going to be on TV. Mm -hmm. And we want to give people a taste of what independent pro wrestling is. And so when they get there, it's kind of a hybrid. I can go meet this star. I can go watch a match. I can go back to a star, another match. It's really scheduled throughout the whole two or three days. Absolutely, and that's one of the cool things about it. A lot of conventions will have one or the other, and we kind of tried it that way. But the problem is that you're just standing in line and nothing's happening. But uh, a couple years back, we had Bret Hart there, and uh, Bret's line was directly lined up with the ring. So while these people are standing here waiting on this picture, Bret's line was halfway around the building anyway, so they might as well be able to watch some wrestling while they do it. So yeah. try to make it the best interactive experience for the fans that we possibly can. I want to ask you, I need to name drop because I'm on Channel 4 right now, and this is for you viewers who might remember this name. Does anyone know the guy at WWE named Byron Saxton? He's an announcer. So I wanted to ask about that because Byron used to be Brian and be on Channel 4 with us doing our traffic report each morning. I, and he kind of started this whole wrestling thing while he was on Channel 4 with us. And you were one of his first or last matches. Tell me about that. So I met Brian before I realized he was actually on the news. Okay. Uh, I met him at his show, and he used to wear this white shirt that said Fight Time on it, and he wore these big, tall, white boots. So like anybody, I just started picking on him. Okay. And uh, then... He, uh, we just got to talking one day after a show. He goes, yeah, I'm from Jackson. He goes, oh, really? And he's like, you don't, you don't recognize him? I was like, no. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm on the news. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a wrestler. Yeah, I don't nice watch to, the news. I, I understand. Yes. And, uh, but he's one of those guys that work really hard. He, uh, every show that he went to, he was, he was trying to learn. He was trying to get in the ring with everybody. And he wrestled his last match, actually, in McClendon, Florida. And um, I was, he was very, very excited about it. Like how we talked earlier. He wanted to be a part of it any way that he could. He didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was wrestling, ring announcing, anything that he could do. He just wanted to be a part of the business. Well, gentlemen, thank you much for coming. Uh, Hatcher Pro Wrestling School opens next week. We're going to do a full Going Ringside episode on them probably next month. So that uh, look for that. We'll have a full uh, detail on what you need to know about that wrestling school in, in the next few weeks. So, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. So one thing I want to talk about is, and I know this being a news anchor, is getting the community to care about wrestling. Like public leaders, the mayor, people who are in charge. It's very difficult. It's not easy. Um, and one of the guys who I wanted to talk to about that, and it kind of involves why we're here at uh, Murray Brothers Caddyshack. Thank you once again for hosting us. And in St. John's County is because they decided to move here, and St. John's was very gracious. So I want to bring in a guy, Travis Akers, a longtime wrestling fan, former lead intelligence officer. He's been involved in politics, and he is part of the River City Wrestling Con outreach. So, Travis, thanks for coming on today. I want to talk a little about this. Thank you. Thank you. So, Travis, talk to me. And by the way, to our viewers at home, 
we are just a few minutes away from doing the grand unveiling of the major announcement of who the big stars are. So stay tuned, just a few minutes away. But Travis, talk to me about um, the St. John's County um, dynamic of getting it here, coming here. You've dealt with a lot of civic leaders. Is it hard to get wrestling on the map? I don't think here in Northeast Florida, it's hard to get wrestling on the map. There is a deep rooted history of major promotions that have come through the area. The problem is trying to translate that into government speak. Yeah. And letting civic leaders and your elected leaders understand the economic impact sure. that professional wrestling brings to a region and to an area. Yeah. Especially in a metropolitan area like this, where you have Jacksonville just up the road, St. Augustine right here, major tourism destinations where people are coming and they're spending their hard-earned dollars. They see that as beaches and concerts and sporting events. Now they're beginning to see the actual impact that professional wrestling has in the community as well. We have 120 people in Caddyshack who are here just to hear a the headliner announcement. announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We're not a big deal, right? Yeah, so it's great. So we came to St. John's. It was in downtown Jacksonville last year, going to St. John's. Do you think that's a good move? You know, so I'm from Jacksonville. So it hurts my heart a little bit that we've moved out of Jacksonville. But for me, wrestling and these events transcend a city. And St. John's County is a wonderful location to host the River City Wrestling Convention. You have a beautiful venue right over the parking lot that we're going to be in this year. You have an amazing area to visit in St. Augustine. I think coming to St. John's County is just going to be that next step in taking this to a world-class event where people are not just coming from all across the United States, but we're going to have international fans who are coming to this event in just a couple of years. And moving here to St. John's County in the World Golf Village is going to be that catapult that moves to the next level. Well, I'm glad you said international. Travis, thank you for joining us. I got it. Thank you. I'm watching the clock here, and we got to do this big reveal shortly. Um, and he said international, and when international makes me think of international stars, so, stars who anyone on any continent would know. And that's who we're about to announce, and I think some Antarctica people might even know these names that we are about to announce in just a moment who will be coming here in June. So we're about to do the grand unveiling, and I think to help with that, we wanted to bring back the man of the hour when he's available, Teddy Long, to come up and join us. And once again, let's talk about who's already been announced, Mick Foley, Al Snow, uh, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, and Lita. So... I was told that the names that we're about to announce may be even bigger than that. So we wanted to get to that as we uh, wait on Teddy. Teddy should be here momentarily to help us with this major announcement of who the uh, top stars are coming to River City Wrestling Con that you can go meet and greet and chat with uh, on June 8th and 9th. And Teddy will be here shortly and watch, you're going to be watching the big screen which is where we're going to do it. They, they produced a little video, thankfully, for us to do this. Um, is Teddy on his way? Getting close? Okay, he's on his way. Uh, so once we get Teddy here, we're going to do the grand unveiling because if we're going to get a guy who's, uh, if we're going to announce people of that level, I probably need a WWE Hall of Famer to help me do it. <coughs> Excuse me. Is he on his way? Okay. What do you need me to do? Oh, there he is. 
There he is. There's Teddy. <laughs> Teddy, I'm going to give you a microphone. And we are about to do the major announcement of two names that I think you're probably pretty familiar with because you've been all over this world like no one else. So how do you want me to do this, Nick? Just to, just let him do the announcement? Okay, you're going to do a countdown? Okay, we're going to do a countdown in just a minute, Teddy. Uh, so before, before we get to that, so life for you now, you're doing a lot of independent conventions. Where can people follow you, get updates on you? Teddy Player Long, Facebook is Teddy Player Long. Teddy and, Long Player. And well, wait, wait, I always wondered, did the holla, holla, holla come in WWE or was that before WWE? No, that was uh, WWE. That was a WWE thing. Was that you or was that Vince? That was me. That was you? <laughs> what did Vince think of it? Because you were telling me that Vince really took to you really quickly when he got you on staff. Well. Oh, it should be. Let me try this mic. Hold this mic, Teddy. Okay. This one, yeah, here we go. Go ahead. Now we good? Yep. Um, what, what did you ask me? Well, I was asking you, did Vince really took to you when you came oh, into the company? Well, the holla, 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 let's see. I just started using that, and I, we started at home. I had this Labrador retriever. I had a dog, i true story. And every time he did it, I got two words from the dog, and one of them was player. So I used to tell Boss, he was my lab, I used to tell him he'd be in the way. I said, like, come on, player, get out the way, player. Didn't think nothing about it. So I went to TV, said it one day on TV, Vince liked it. All right, the dance that I started doing, I got that from my grandson. We bought him a walker when he was about two years old, I think one year, we was trying to teach him how to walk. So every time we put him in the walker, this is what he would do. Yeah, I swear I'm telling you it's a true story. So I went to TV, and what I would do, I would do the dance because we would tape SmackDown on Tuesday night, then we could go home on Friday and watch it. So what I would do, I would get home on Friday, then I would get him, I said, come here, come here. I said, I'm doing your dance, look, look, look. But he didn't understand it. <laughs> so one day I got ready to walk out, my music was playing, and as I got to the curtain, Vince is yelling at me, do that dance, do that dance. So I turn around, I'm like, what dance? And he starts doing it, Vince is doing this. Vince is doing the dance. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a true story, that's how the dance started. And hey, checking in, we, we good to go? Okay, Teddy, the countdown is on you. Okay. Count it down, uh, at your leisure. All right, 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I think that would be Trish Stratus. And that would be Stan. The fans are going nuts. Staying in Trish Stratus, Teddy, it doesn't get any bigger than that. No, it don't, man. That's some outstanding people there that's going to be here. I can't wait. Talk to me about Sting and Trish. The, well, some of the biggest names in the world. Well, Sting is a guy that I had a chance to work with in WCW. I've known him, you know, my whole career. What a great guy. Uh, Trish Stratus, I had the chance to work with her. If some of you can remember, when I was managing Jazz, Jazz uh, took the world title over Trish Stratus, and I was a bat that was a heel then, and that's when I took my shoe off, and I threw it to Jazz, and Jazz hit Trish in the head with it. And that's how we <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's how we won the world title. Well, thank you, Teddy. Thank you, and we look forward to hearing from you more. And also, I'm going to be here too now in June, so y'all come out. The headline right. is right here. The headline is right here. All right. Thank you, Teddy. All right. Right now, before I go, can I get a holla, holla, holla? All right, that's it, man. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Teddy. And, and before we go, thank you, Teddy. Uh, Trish and Sting, it doesn't get any better than that. We do want one more thing we want to do. We want Sticks to come up and talk to us a little about the Q&As and what people can expect for the fan experience with these enormous names, Sting and Trish. It doesn't get any better than that. Trish, Lita, Sticks is here. Welcome, Sticks, and you got some stuff to tell us about. Tell us all about it. Yes, sir. River City Wrestling Con is not just two days of live wrestling. It's not just a video game tournament. It's not just meet and greets. It's not just Q&As. It's all of that and tons, tons more. If you guys haven't been to River City, has everybody in this room been to River City Wrestling Con yet? You guys, if you don't have your tickets, trust me, you want to get them for June 8th and 9th right here at the World Golf Village. I'm one of your hosts. I will be doing your live commentary for your matches both days, as well as your Q&As. And we've got Simon. Where's Simon at? Simon says, where are you at? Where are you at? Are you getting a drink? He's probably getting a drink somewhere. Where's Simon at? The king of trivia with the craziest jackets. He's one of your hosts as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited to be right here at the World Golf Village. Thank you so much for all of your support for us all the time. You did wonderful last year. We're excited to have you again this year. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your show right now. And thank you guys for coming out and supporting River City Wrestling Con and all things wrestling right here in Duval County. We're gonna do some live trivia, stick around, have a drink, eat some food, support this wonderful restaurant, and we'll catch you guys in June at River City Wrestling Con. Make some noise, guys. Thank you, Six. And uh, thank you, Six, very much. And that about does it for us. We'll see you back here on the next episode of Going Ringside every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, News for Jack's YouTube channel, newsforjacks.com. Let's send it off. Uh, you can roll the close, but to my director, give it one second while we show these great fans before we go. This has been Going Ringside with The Local Station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player on News 4 Jax Plus, as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.